0: You got five minutes. This is not five poetry minutes. This is five real minutes. I'm timing this. P go get your people, check in, and then we're gonna get this started.
1: Episode 3, I talk with Susie Q. Smith and Danielle Brooks about the National Poetry Slam. Super excited to have them in the studio. Really excited about the idea of this podcast kind of being a snapshot of, here's a little bit of info, now go to the event. And this is a very good representation of that idea. National Poetry Slam, August 7th to the 12th in denver colorado do not miss it it's going to be super super fun it'll be in various venues as you'll hear in this podcast and it culminates at the paramount theater in denver colorado so look it up national poetry slam facebook twitter all the places google it national poetry slam and you will find the correct place Um, so thank you so much for listening this is this is the kgnu after fm podcast slam nuba too long of a name but uh we're figuring it out out so it's exclusive to after fm it's through kg and you and we are so excited to be uh featuring all things poetry slam nuba and suzy q and danielle also splice in some suzy q poems as she she is amazing thank you so much for coming in and let's get into it thanks so much
2: so my name is suzy q smith And I am born and raised in Denver, Colorado. I was raised in Park Hill. I have lived here my entire life, and in that I have written a lot of poetry. I've traveled all over the country. Um, I was the first slam master of Slam Nuba, and I'm currently the executive director of Poetry Slam, Inc.
3: My name is Danielle Brooks. I uh, have also gone by the moniker D Brooks in the local poetry scene. Also a second generation native to Colorado, uh, but I hail from uh, original Aurora, very proud of that. Colfax and Sable as I've often uh, proclaimed. Dabbled a bit more in the advocacy side of poetry and performance art in the community um, but sort of daylighting, I guess, uh, the contrast to moonlighting as a marketer, uh, so um, that's sort of my role in supporting the community today. Uh, more so than performing, I am supporting as often as possible to really spread the awareness and the word about all the beautiful words that are being shared. So.
2: Awesome, awesome.
3: Thank you for coming. Yeah, I appreciate also it. in
2: 2012, Danielle and I both represented Slam Nuba at yes. the National Poetry Slam. Okay. That did happen.
3: Yeah, that's cool. true.
1: How, <laughs> long, how, how long have you been Involved with Slam Nuba in some way or another? In some way or
3: another, I've been a follower fan from day one. Um, originally, actually following the community of Cafe Nuba. Learned about it's hot and it's black. <laughs> learned about um, Slam Nuba very early on and said, How can I support? You know, I'm not, I didn't at that time feel confident enough in my own skill and artistry to be a, a Slam poet, quote unquote. But I immediately was like, Hey, Susie, um, I know you don't know me from Jack, but I want to be down. How can I help? Yeah. So, ah, oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: What is your history with Slam Nuba? Susie? So,
2: I also was an avid attender of Cafe Nuba. It's, it's hot, hot and it's black. Uh, which was a monthly open mic that used to happen in Denver. Um, And it was a pretty huge event. There were usually, you know, hundreds of people coming together to hear poetry. And poets from all over the country would come in. And so that was a project from Ashara Kundayo and uh, the Pan-African Arts Society. And then in 2006, Denver had one slam team, which is a competitive team, right, that went to the National Poetry Slam and won the whole deal, right? Uh, And they came back, and there were so many poets in Denver at that point that they decided, uh, so Ashara, Panama Soweto, and Ken Arkine got... Together and said we need a second slam, mm-hmm. and it should be maybe a sister event of Cafe Nuba, and let's call it Slam Nuba. Now who's going to run this thing? And then they said, "Hey, Susie Q, mm-hmm. wh- what are you doing? You want to you want to be the slam master?" And I was like, "Yeah, what's yeah. a slam master?" <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, that's how it began. So uh, wow. November 2006 was the very first Slam Nuba. Okay, it's been in many homes since then, but it's been living at the Crossroads Theater since 2000, since late 2007. Okay, and what
1: are what were you doing before? slam nuba that you you were asked to become the uh, slam master what what was, gave you that kind of hey Susie, come be the first person to like pioneer this thing with us?
2: Mm. I, was, uh, I was writing poetry and performing a lot, so that's how most people knew me. I also, at the time, still had a very corporate job, so mm. I think that it gave me the appearance of being organized in some fashion, um, working in the corporate world, and, uh, you know, and raising my daughter, who was very young at the time, mm. and uh, I think that all of those pieces together just made it probably seem like, hey, she's someone who knows how to do paperwork, <laughs> and, and it was true. I, I, <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> and so, and so much so now that I, I'm the executive director of the organization that uh, certifies all of the all of the local poetry slams all over North America. Oh my gosh! Including a new one in Australia and another Whoa. in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico.
1: Hey. So, do you get to go to those places and <laughs> no. certify I mean, them?
2: Uh, no, no, no. We 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 work on the internet. Okay. <laughs> YouTube streams. We and... do. We're still a very grassroots organization. Okay. As much as I would love to go and check them out in person, <laughs> we don't have the budget for that. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: What do you, what was the state of poetry in to, so 2007? Is when you became. Two thousand six. No, no, no. Two thousand six. What were there people going to poetry shows? And what were crowds like at a open mic? In
2: 2006, poetry mics in Denver were super hot. Uh-huh. Um, Deaf Poetry Jam was still a thing that was happening on HBO, so that got uh-huh. a lot of people into poetry. That movie Slam came out with like Saul Williams and Sonia Sohn, uh-huh. right? So there was like, it was kind of like hot in the streets. Um, Cafe Nuba was the biggest of the open mics for sure, happening once a month, and it was highly curated um, and highly promoted. And so there were usually, you know, two, three hundred people there every month. But there yeah. was an open mic for poetry almost every night of the week so you could go get poetry you know all the time anywhere from you know tiny little cafes with you know 30 or 40 people up to you know the two three
4: hundred
0: during senior year of high school a boy that I grew up with was shot at a local shopping mall the next day at school a girl I had never spoken to approached me concern in her brow asking sweetly how's your friend I was moved by her empathy. An exotic bird in a beige land of suburban track houses. I answered, he's still in critical condition, but we're all praying. My grandmother's down at the hospital now. She, head bobbing hair flip, smile shifting into quiet knife, replied, well, I still say if he was a gang member, he deserved to get shot. This poem is for Michelle Albright and what we deserve. You deserved both of my hands around your throat that day and the shaking I gave you. You probably still live in some suburb somewhere in a house just like the one you grew up in. You are probably married to an insurance agent who played high school ball and still reminisces when he drinks too much on the weekends. You are probably a banker, one of those predatory mortgage lenders that gets rich by manipulating poor people. You probably have two kids who look exactly like you. You probably think that they deserve the best. Michelle, you never knew Cedric. You never saw the bruises he or his sister wore to Sunday school. You never tried not to fall asleep at the all-night prayer sessions the adults in our families held in hopes of protecting them from their stepfather. Never prayed for him to get saved. You never curled inside the kindness of their mother. Never grew roots in the forest of her song. You did not come to our reunions or revivals. Never heard the desperation in our melody. You have never been unable to afford the arrogance of your godlessness, Michelle. You never saw Cedric smile. You never tried to beat him in a foot race. You never wept or prayed for him. You never knew why his manhood was so urgent or why it cost him so much blood to achieve. Michelle, I want you to know that he did survive and that when he recovered, he reclaimed his manhood the only way he knew how. That he was 17 when they locked him away for good and that the last time I saw him was at his mother's funeral. We were 18 then. They did not unshackle his hands nor his feet as he rattled to the pulpit to read a poem he had written for his dead mother and all I could think about was you and what you said he deserved, Michelle. I still see his aunties and uncles and cousins sometimes. He is his family's phantom limb, but I know better than to stare or talk about it. My family has missing teeth of its own. Michelle, I am a mother now, and every night when I listen at my daughter's door, I can tell through the door the difference between a sleep breathing, awake breathing, and awake pretending to be asleep breathing. I have kissed her head and toes, cleaned her messes, read her books, wrote her lullabies, taught her to ride a bicycle and to swim. I have cleaned her messes. I have taught her how to ride everything. I have taught her everything I know. I have washed and matched her socks over and over again, have had to send her out into a world that does not value her life, that would tell her something about inferiority and it belonging to her, about her body and identity and it belonging to them that pretends that black lives are not as carefully cultivated as white lives as if she is not the most loved child that has ever lived Michelle I wonder what you think she deserves Michelle I know Cedric's mother felt the same way about her son that I do about my daughter Michelle what do you teach your babies Michelle have you ever felt like a victim Michelle have you ever felt like a statistic Michelle do you know they make whole juries just like you Michelle do you know the smack of a gavel can crack a spirit in half Michelle do you have a spirit Michelle we all deserve better than this even you
1: how would you describe the the scene the poetry scene to now well i mean it's is it a stark contrast or is it similar
3: so having been sort of a follower of the community from like childhood yeah. I mean, high school, middle school, I've always been in poetry to some extent, attending the Mercury Cafe, which has been a long-standing sort of flagship for poetry in Denver, Colorado. From then to today, the one thing that I feel I see a lot more of is inclusivity. Um, there's a lot uh, more broad diversity in the poetry scene than I had seen supported pre-Slam Nuba. And I think that that, what Slam Numba did for the Denver poetry scene and what it has done over the last 10 years has really elevated the awareness of progressive aggressive art styles um, related to slam poetry whether that be rap or emceeing a variety of talents related to written word Mm. Um, there was sort of a stereotype previously you know around open mics and what that meant and what that had to sound like and what it looked like and I think slam noob really opened the door for voices that felt they couldn't be heard and so Coming back today, Denver has always had a very strong poetry scene. But now I'm seeing people who may not have had that same opportunity really running the scene and being much younger, even in their in their poetry careers. Mm-hmm. Before you were a much more established person, you'd been in the scene, you had connections. You'd probably been doing this for five to 10 years before you got to your position. Whereas today we have, Colorado has its own Youth Poet Laureate. And that program has elevated younger people and accelerated their careers faster in the community. So to me, I think that's the biggest difference in the community today is that other scenes even don't have that. You have that same sort of stagnant base of people who run the community and they try and pull people in. But because it's so closely held, they don't feel Mm. welcome. They don't feel included. But Colorado, uh, Denver especially, has really done a great job of changing that culture Mm. and really reaching out and being integrated with the communities we're involved with.
1: Are there lots of open mics in the suburbs now and things like that? I know there's, I know there's a few in Aurora. I yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Are there, There's
3: always been open mics in suburbs, but is that becoming a thing? I think they've always been there, but now the awareness is stronger. Yeah, Um, Among the people who have always participated, for example, the Casbah has been, again, one of those flagship places that if you knew about it, it's always been there. But now newer people are being introduced to that sooner. And you think,
1: I mean, the Internet obviously helps with that immensely, but also the largeness of Denver and just the popularity of poetry. Is that kind of like a combination of those things or is there anything I'm... Yeah, I think I mean, too
3: the the changing demographics of Colorado yeah. also have to have a play a large role of, in that because that alone has changed dramatically. I've been out of the state for 2 years. Yeah. And it the people who live yeah. here look completely different. Yeah. The 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 architecture here is changing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that also draws attention. You know, Susie, you've been very active over the years and have been here present to see these changes as they occurred. And I can only imagine that the people are different people. So that's like adding to the volume.
2: And it also, I think uh, venues, that's been a a hard thing to process as we've lost some of the spaces that that existed for us, uh, for poets to gather, um, to host events. Namely, the Gypsy House Cafe, I think, was a huge loss to the poetry community because they were always super down to host poets. It was a place where we all felt at home and felt welcome and i mean it just always felt like hanging out in your best friend's living room and any time we wanted to host an event a fundraiser i mean everything from you know from a poetry open mic to a dance party to help raise money to get the slam team to wherever we were going they were always yes for yeah. us right there was, it was a clear space of community for us so it was a really really important space to have um, we still have the Mercury Cafe yeah. and they are hugely important and I'm so grateful that Marilyn McGinnity owns the building <laughs> yeah. because that's why the Mercury Cafe is still standing uh, if, you, if you know the neighborhood if you know the region everything around it watching it over the last you know 20 years mm-hmm. has it's changed so dramatically you can't recognize the blocks anymore yeah. the only things so I love the way the Mercury Cafe yeah. sits there on the corner of 22nd and mm-hmm. California with its Christmas lights twinkling you yeah. know like this beacon of like no you're still home this is still a place that knows you this is still a place you recognize and yeah. so it's really really important to me that we continue to support the places that support us because they are becoming fewer and yeah. that's a, and that's a really
1: hard change are more poets being produced because of this like tension that we're having in the city with like this gentrification situation think... that's happening so drastically <laughs> so quickly i mean i've talked to a lot of the different slam nuba poets and it, there seems to be some sort of like tension or creativity that's happening in the city right now that they go to to slams as of recently they just have to like i mean it's always been for a poet to like go and it's like therapeutic but i think there's just been like a higher level of that maybe recently
2: that's how they've described it to me i don't know this isn't really a question is it i think there's no i think there's i think there's always excitement um amongst poets, especially when we're bringing a large event into the city, right? Everyone wants to like be there and represent their city and do well. And so I think there's some buzz and excitement around that. I also think so. I just came from an event in which, you know, there's a lot of creative people and artists and organizations that support arts in the city and and having conversations about sort of the changing landscape of the city and what that looks like and what it's going to mean for our arts community. And I think there's definitely a sense of urgency right now throughout all disciplines of art, because, you know, we are in such a space of change and it's so dramatic and particularly when you consider the rapid housing increases right those the costs of housing are are so dramatically different than they were just even you know two or three years ago and so it's it's really like it feels more like you know sort of a fight for your life um Mm. and and your existence in this city and whether or not you can still afford to live here yeah And that is, I think that's a challenge a lot of artists are facing right now. Mm -hmm. Denver was, you know, a much more affordable city when Slam Nuba began. I think my rent is more than double what it was when Slam Nuba first started. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Since I
1: saw (laughs) Slam Nuba the first time, it's, let's see, it's uh, tripled?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that.
0: I cannot tell by its rhythm where this heart was born. It is only music pulsing through palms. We know this when we hold hands, let whispers tickle ears whatever language they assume. I do not know how to cry in English. No sé cómo llorar en español. Tears are born world citizens. They do not need to speak to find each other, to rush into rivers that cannot be damned. I will not ask the wind where it is from. It would only answer with its coming and going, does not recognize these fences or lines, does not even see them. I will not ask the monarchs for a passport, will not pinch them from the air and pin them for their passage, will not shoot them as they fly away. I will not shush the roaring seas beating upon the border from another nation's shore. will not pretend its origins worth less or more. We are, each of us, worth our weight in water or in papeles. I will not ask each grain of sand from whence it came. will not interrogate the sediments and segregate them by shade. I will not cast a net around the beaches. I do not know how to love you in English, no sé como te amo en español, only know that all life begins with love that cannot be walled or conquered. I do not know where love is from, only know that it resides in me, in the descansals dotting the desert. I do not know what language bullets speak, have only ever heard them whisper past my head in words I do not wish to remember or repeat. Would rather press palm to palm and whisper poems, give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, would rather smile warm as stew-filled belly and break bread. I will not ask the flames I cook with for identification when they burn more orange than red, white, or blue, as I do not know how to eat in English. No sé cómo comer en español. I do not know how to breathe in English. No sé cómo respirar en español. I do not know how to bleed in English. No sé cómo sangrar en español. But I think it is the same. Creo que es lo mismo con mis palabras y con mi lengua rota. Yo trato hablar with my words.
1: And with my broken tongue,
4: I try to speak.
3: Poets are always that voice. For a community Mm -hmm. and a lot of the poets here have been a part of the community longer than the changes that are happening Mm -hmm. around them Mm -hmm. and so when a community is attacked the poets are the voice to stand up and say hey there's something going on here that needs to be addressed and Mm -hmm. a lot of people can't talk about Mm -hmm. it so I'm going to talk about it. So,
2: (laughs) Most definitely and I think that as more and more of us are displaced and our gathering places are obliterated the the opportunities that we do have to gather are so necessary so important and just incredibly urgent so I think you probably feel that in in, in the mics that exist, you know, in the spaces that still exist where we say, like, hello, here's a microphone. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And a lot of people have a lot of things to say. And yeah. The opportunities to say those things to an audience are fewer and fewer. Yes. Um, and yes. more necessary than ever.
1: Let's
3: talk about National Poetry Slam. So I can kick that off, but yeah, I think I play a sort of backseat role to really driving the awareness around the festival so the national poetry slammer as we refer to it as nps is an annual uh sort of olympic style competition of all of the north american and abroad teams certified through poetry slam incorporated it'll be happening for the first time in denver on august 8th through 12th so it's a week-long festival in which you know uh over 80-plus teams at this point have already set, raised the hand and said, we got to be a part of this. And they come from all across the country to one city and compete competitively, like intensely, for preliminaries, aiming to make it past semifinals, all the way up to what we refer to as final stage, which is uh, the final competition of the top four teams that have prevailed this epic battle. And they go for a beautiful <laughs> stack of books trophy oh. And cash prize, and more importantly, bragging rights, right? Yeah. So um, it's sort of what all slam poets dream about and and sort of uh, salivate over all year long. Yes, and how many
1: years has this been going on for?
3: We
2: are in our 27th year.
1: Oh, wow, and how did the NPS start?
2: So the National Poetry Slam started in the mid-'80s in Chicago. And it spread to a few other cities. And so the first one, it was just kind of a few a few people trash talking back and forth like, well, our slam is better. And so four different cities got together and we're like, well, let's see who's better, right? And so those four teams got together and then it's just grown since then. Uh, so the organization that sort of runs it was adopted later, right? It was created later. So that's Poetry Slam, Inc., and we're the ones that oversee now the National Poetry Slam, the Women of the World Poetry Slam, also known as WALPS, as well as the Individual World Poetry Slam. So those are our tournaments, and we run those, and we, you know, m- certify all of the people that participate, and etc. So um, the primary difference between the National Poetry Slam and and WOWPs and things we've seen, which we have seen in Denver before, um, is that this is a team competition, right? So you'll see sometimes multi-voiced poems, as many as five people on stage at a time performing a piece that they wrote together.
4: On June 17, 2015, Dylan Ruff walked into a midweek Bible study. He sat and prayed with the church members before pulling out his gun, killing most, and allowing one to live. After the incident, he was found and arrested peacefully. When Dylan Ruff killed nine innocent black people, We did not question his God. He wore flags of apartheid Africa. We did not question his allegiance. He committed the crime alone.
3: We did not question his
4: people. When Adam Lanza shot a classroom full of first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary. We did not ask him to leave the country. When Timothy McVeigh killed 168 people in Oklahoma. We did not call this a crime against every American. When the KKK killed thousands of black people, while swearing to uphold Christian morality, we did not ask them to remove their robes. We did not call all Christians bigots. Do you see it? How we don't label all white men based on the sins of a few, do you see it? How we don't have to condemn a whole class of people based on the actions of some, do you see it? How all the names are different, how all the faces are different, how all the people are different, therefore, we should not condemn all Muslims for the radicalism of a group. If you want to persecute ISIS, go ahead, but to persecute ISIS, it's to persecute those that gave them power, to persecute those that gave them power, it's to persecute the U.S. government, do your research. Islam is not synonymous with terror, it is literally submission, it is devotion, it is peace. Forbidden, and jihad does not mean holy war. It means struggle. It means survival. It means standing face to face with everything that wants to put you in the ground and choosing to be alive. Do your research and stop listening to CNN. Stop trading humanity for hypocrisy. Stop staring at Muslims in the airport. Stop letting your fear drag you into ignorance. Stop supporting billionaire Republicans who want to scare you into murdering the innocent. And start supporting leaders who speak peace in their native tongue. Instead of burning down the mosque, burn down the walls around the pulsating muscle in your chest and realize that we all have one. And lastly... As, As the a customary, customary greeting goes, Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon, be upon you. you. Wa alaikum, assalam. And upon you, you be peace. Do you see it?
2: So that's a little bit different. Um, It's also the largest poetry slam event in the world.
1: So there's no categories, it's kind of, you're all going for, you can't win different trophies? Mm. You're, you're all going towards one question. thing? You or can.
2: There are actually two different okay. things that you can win. So okay. uh, there's finals, which is the top four teams of the entire competition. And that's going to be at the Paramount Theater on August 12th. The night before that is group piece finals. So that's another opportunity to win a cash prize and a trophy. And so that's teams that don't make it into semifinals, but have the highest ranking scores, uh, highest ranks and scores for their group pieces, for mm. the pieces that they create together. And so they go into a separate uh, runoff. And that tournament is, is uh, slightly offshoot. So that's group piece finals that happens Friday night and that's going to be at the McNichols building.
1: Wow. So you said 50 or 80 teams? 80. 80 80 teams. teams. So there's 80 80 teams teams are going to be flying into Denver. Yes. That's crazy. Hundreds (laughs) of poets. Denver. so (laughs) many poets. (laughs) There's going to be some crazy
2: vibes going on 16th Street. (laughs)
1: Poets poets everywhere. everywhere.
2: Oh my gosh. We're really excited to partner with a whole lot of great venues downtown and so really we're going to be filling the city with poetry for that week. So in addition to the tournament, which is a lot of fun and you you know people get together and they work incredibly hard for months to create these pieces that they're going to bring and they're, they're going to perform them at the National Poetry Slam and then most of the time never ever again right so these are pieces that you create with your team you work you know 30 hours a week together for months and then this is it right so the performances are incredible and they're so intense the competition's really intense so that's what happens in the evenings but during the day we do a lot more fun things um, everything is open to the public so and during the day everything is free and open to the public so we offer writing, work, Workshops and publishing panels and all kinds of different things that are and so and different themed events right so like there's a nerd slam nice. so that there's a chance to win that one right so the win cool. the winner bragging rights are the most important part of <laughs> the gotcha. nerd slam obviously <laughs> um, and the levels of nerddom go pretty hard uh, the last time that I went to the nerd slam the winner I don't even know if she won uh-huh. uh, but when I went in uh, I didn't understand what was happening but half the audience was losing their minds and then someone had to explain to me like oh she's reading an erotic poem mm. in Elvish Oh whoa! The nerd slam goes really hard. Like I'm oh an, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. Uh, like I've got McGonagall's wand at yeah, home, right? Okay. Like I'm a pretty strong. Totally. I've got I've got the Gryffindor jersey. Uh, so I thought I was a nerd until uh-huh. I went into that room and realized, like, oh no no, this is advanced. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this yeah, when you're speaking in different languages, right? Like okay, when you're speaking in Elvish and people understand you, yeah, wow, this is a hitting the dialects
1: is, of a made up language. Yeah, like perfectly. it was it right. Was,
2: it was it was really beautiful to listen wow. to, but I had no idea what was happening. So we're also partnering with Denver Comic Con, so we're going to do a nerd slam leading up to it at oh, Denver Comic Con. Um, so I'm really excited about oh, that. Cool. So there's a lot of different stuff, but there's also going to be you know an erotica show with burlesque, and sweet. there's really like any that's one of the things that I love about the slam community is that it is so broad and it is so inclusive, and there's literally something for absolutely every yeah. person, including the side events, right? So there's so many different things to do. Um, really, yeah. it's going to be fun.
1: So is there an event at Paramount every single? night or no
2: that's only finals only finals Mm -hmm. so only on the
1: 12th yes okay
2: so in the meantime we will be so preliminary bouts right that's all 80 teams competing those first three nights uh the tuesday wednesday thursday night that happens in seven venues simultaneously cool so that's, fun. <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's fun. I dare you to ah. throw a rock and not hit a poet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. So we're really Isn't filling the cool. city with poetry. Cool. And then Friday night is when we get into semifinals. Right. So that takes like the top the teams with the top 20 scores get to go into semifinals. And then there are four different semifinals bouts also happening simultaneously. The winner of each of those is who's going to be performing at the Paramount Theater on Saturday cool. night.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. So much info. Dude, what am I missing? What am I missing with the national... I say natural, I want to say natural for some reason. Yeah, National. It, I, I'll nat- edit this nat- out. Should yeah. Happen. yeah, it's natural, that it's it should nat- happen. yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the National Poetry Slam, what am I missing? Yeah. we're
2: still accepting submissions for side events. So, if someone hears about the National Poetry Slam, they're like, Ooh, me and my organization do this really cool thing, or I'd love to do, teach a <laughs> workshop on this thing that I think cool. poets might be into. We're still accepting submissions. So, all of the things that you want to know about the National Poetry Slam can be found at nationalpoetryslam.com. That was my next question. (laughs)
3: And we do also have, you know, NPS Denver is our alias, you know, if you were to look for us on social media Mm -hmm. as a hashtag or something like that, NPS Denver is how you would find us. But, you know, I think if I were to add one more thing about the slam that as someone who is an advocate, not as much a poet Uh. participating in the festivities, the one thing that I've always really taken away from NPS is that it's not just about poetry, right? Poems come from somewhere. We all live lives. We all have subject matter that is important to us. Um, we all have burdens that we bear or whatever whatever the circumstance may be. These poems, these words come from somewhere important to us, and oftentimes we forget that. NPS does is it brings people together in, an, in a way that they can unite around those specific burdens and or affiliations and so what you find again we've mentioned several times about diversity and inclusivity in our community at NPS you may find a workshop for differently abled people Um, hard of hearing or vision, LGBT mics specifically, people of color, Latino, black, um, Spanish speaking. There are so many different workshops, so many different open mic opportunities, Uh, women's voices, trans voices, and all of those things are so incredibly beautiful, so incredibly important to talk about. And oftentimes you forget that it's important to just reconnect with people at that level, to feel understood, to feel welcome, um, not just knowing that there's a bunch of different people in this room and we all like poetry, but knowing that the people in this room understand my cause, understand what's important to me and we can feel like we have a safe place. So you know, even as an a- outsider that's very warm and fuzzy as yeah, well, totally. right? Because you, you can look at this agenda and say, oh my god, I need to be at that event because I need to know what those people are saying mm. about my situation. Yeah, totally. um, And so it's not just about the poetry, it's not just about the points, it's yeah about how this really matters in our uh, lives because it's bigger than poetry, Yeah, right? Totally,
1: so. totally. Getting people in a room and getting on the same vibe and kind of communicating... It's just, it's easy with the internet now.
2: But there's something really magical about being in the room with with people who feel like you feel, especially when you feel like you're alone in that experience Mm -hmm. and having other people give voice to it and having the opportunity to speak to them and listen to them is really, um, you know, it's about the people, it's about building community and that's how we do it and building a network Mm -hmm. and making friends that live all over the country and all over the world is, is also a great thing that can happen. And it's great, especially if you are super into poetry and you get to meet a whole bunch of people that like geek out on poetry like you do. So that's exciting. Right. And make a bunch of poet friends. Yeah. So that's exciting. Also, um, it's exciting to know that like the the community wants to come to Denver, right? So uh, this was Denver was selected through a competitive bidding process, right? So and we're we were selected as an anchor city, which means we're going to host it every five years. Oh. So that means that uh, and and when the votes were counted, Denver was second highest on the list, second only to Chicago, which is fair. Chicago is where Slam was born. Yeah. So so they won the the highest number of votes, but we were a very close second. So okay. people are really excited. The entire Slam community is really excited about coming. To Denver, oh, I love that! I'm excited to have them. Yeah, that's and cool. Yeah, they want to come through, and I'm like, yeah, yeah Denver, let's show up. Let's let's welcome them for sure. Like, yeah. You know, strongly with love, and they're very very excited.
1: Cool. Yeah, cool. And do you do you either of you still perform? I mean, you guys probably. I assume mm. you still write poetry, but do you still perform?
3: Indeed. Wow. Susie does. I am uh, no. backseat. Backseat. You yeah.
1: retired from.
3: Uh, I don't know if I uh, I've put in retired. enough years to retire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely a passive participant. I gotcha. But, yeah. I it gotcha. is National Poetry Month right now, which yeah. many of us
2: poets undertake uh, what we call 30 30. It is the National Poetry Writing Month Challenge, in which we try to write 30 poems in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, Danielle did tell me she's written eight poems
3: this month. So. I've written eight. Well, I like have some 14. ketchup. It's okay, we, yeah. gotta it we gotta make a lot. We gotta have two a days, two. days now. You know, yeah, I'm thinking I might days. cram in some haikus. Haiku. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> there, there it is. You know, get you some haikus, <laughs>
2: some cinquains, maybe. Right. You know, like <laughs> hey, get it like that. Um, no, I still. I, that's still my primary role in life is as a poet. So I write and I perform and I travel all over the country and sometimes perform locally.
1: Well, anything else we missed or anything? I feel like that was pretty good.
2: Um, so there's still an opportunity to come check out Slam Nuba and find out who's going to be representing Slam Nuba oh, yeah. at the National uh, Poetry Slam, right? Because we will that. have some local teams in the game. Yes. Yeah. Right? So true. those poets haven't been selected yet. So stay tuned to SlamNuba.com yeah. so you can find out when and where those poets are going to get selected. And also know that uh, something's really specific about Slam is that our audience... Is, is the judge, right? So we choose our judges from the audience. We don't we don't go for people with MFAs in creative writing and et cetera, right? There's no vetting process. The vetting process is, hey, do you know any of these poets? And that's, that's the vetting process, right? Gotcha. So it's really, really important that the audience gets to have a voice in the show, which yeah. is one of the things I love about Slam and totally. they get to decide who they want to hear more from, right? So that means that you could come and you could be one of those judges who yes. decides who represents Denver in Denver, right? right. So also Part the Mercury it. Cafe team has not been chosen either, right? Oh. So there's still two Denver teams that have not been selected and you can be a part of that process so you should check out both of those slams. yes well (laughs) cool well thank you for both for coming in yes
1: thank you for having us yes of course and then yeah we'll talk about our other stuff here when we turn take off our headphones okay (laughs) cool see See you later (laughs) thank you so much for coming in Danielle and Suzy Q that was fantastic loved that conversation npsdenver.com slamnuba.com go to slamnuba go to the national poetry slam august 7th 8th 9th 10th 11th 12th i believe they'll be Events happening every single day, downtown Denver, all over Denver. It's going to be super fun. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. This is the KGNU After FM exclusive podcast where we talk about uh, Slam Nuba and everything surrounding that. So, I hope you all enjoyed it. Go see Slam Nuba, go to National Poetry Slam, and support these poets. Bin Sean, thanks so much. <laughs>